Hey everybody, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. We, we've made it to 100 episodes. Yay! Yay. <laughs> as, you, as you can all hear, I'm joined in this intro again today by Dragon, Mark and Eden. How's everybody doing? Good, Absolutely spiffing. <laughs> yep, not bad at all. It's <laughs> uh, not, not a word you hear very often, is that, it? You're bringing it back? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I... Uh, I don't even know what to say. We've made it to a hundred. I didn't know that we'd go. This. I don't. I, I don't know. Did I know we would go this long when we started? I think it was just. I don't think I really planned that far ahead. You had a dream and you carried on with it. Yeah. I and nothing. Now, here you are, a hundred episodes later, still dealing with the same idiots you've always dealt with. Yeah. yeah. Fun ride. Yeah. I think above all else, I, I just want to congratulate you because, like, the effort of 100 episodes, we're, we're here all these years later. I've been there since day one, literally, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> well, before and, that, actually, because I think the, the, the sort of start was way back in the day. Nathan and I joined you for an episode of your previous podcast where we did a D&D character creator thing. Yeah. Way back oh, in the day. Yeah, we did, didn't we? God, I'd forgotten all about that. Yeah, I, I yeah. definitely don't have the file for that somewhere. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, through through all this time, here we are, having yeah. done so many different types of role-playing and different groups, and yeah, people coming and going, and yeah, good times throughout. I don't really know where the time's gone, to be honest, because like, we're, we're actually at this point approaching a year since Frontier started going live, so... Into the editing, as you always say, AJ. Yeah. yeah. Disappears into thin air because the editing is <laughs> all of my life. But um, yeah, but yeah, the thing is, the thing is, out of that thin air, you get these brilliant runs of D and D action in so many different universes. I mean, I've been here for three of them so far: Star Wars, Call of Cthulhu, and now Star Trek. Mm. And it's been, it's been the the end product afterwards has always been excellent to listen to keeps you hooked but the doing the recordings always been brilliant as well just like-minded people having a laugh having fun and yeah long may continue man you've done brilliantly oh thank you i feel like there was something i was going to say there but my brain is just you're already thinking about fixing it in post aren't you? <laughs> he'll be fixing this intro in post yeah or, or he'll be thinking about ferengi sweat lodges on oh Wednesday. god we're not, oh. not even a frontier recording <laughs> Even even if it doesn't get into the frontier recording, it gets into a 100th episode intro. Ah, oh, there it is. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm going to have yeah. to leave it in now, just so everybody knows what I have to put yes. up with every time. Yeah. <laughs> it was your biggest mistake inviting me onto these, wasn't it? <laughs> we need to come up with some more, some more running jokes just to d- distract you away from the sweat lodge thing. Uh, mm. Well, it could be a fun game for people to try and play to try and figure out where in the episode. Yeah. Every single episode. <laughs> Yeah, there was, there's at least one moment where it was referenced. It's just not there anymore. If you can find it, you win <laughs> respect. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the meta game for <laughs> for Frontier. Is where was the sweat lodge reference? Um, but yeah, I mean, speaking of episode 100, then so this is our um, again. I won't spoil what happens in this one, but this is a sort of part two of our kind of I guess like trilogy of feature length. No, no, sort of celebratory, like, hey, we're at episode 100, kind of, here's, here's an arc of some long, fun episodes. Um, but this one, we're really getting into the meat of the, uh, well, we're calling it the Ensign Games. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but this was this was a lot of fun to do this one. Definitely. 
it worked out really well to be episode 100. Yeah, that wasn't really planned. It just was kind of like, because I'd, I'd had this in mind, this, this sort of little storyline for a little while. And then it just kind of came together. And I, don't, I think we'd already recorded it before we realised it was going to be episode 100 as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> convenient. <laughs> so I, I guess we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll just dive into it then, shall we? Yeah. We won't keep anybody waiting any longer. Enjoy. Enjoy, yeah. yeah. Have fun with the episode, guys. the morning following your semi-disastrous training session together and uh, you uh, you being the uh, the team of ensigns picked to represent the USS Tenzing uh, are beginning to gather in the uh, Deep Space 3 holographic training center ahead of your participation in the day's expedition competitive event you've been told that the event will be taking place at 11 a.m and uh, to arrive a little early to assemble and uh, get ready. Uh, so with that in mind, I think, actually, the ball is in your court as to how you want to proceed on this day. All right, so Katarin is awake, mm-hmm. and he is just strolling up and down the corridor, leading to where the games are going to be happening, and he's just keeping himself to himself, humming to himself, and he's juggling a little ball of yarn. Fair enough. Yeah, so you're aboard the station then, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah okay. Up bright and early and sort of... Up bright and early, that we me. Little bit of nervous energy, safe to say. Yep, that's why he's taking out on a bull of yarn. Well, Lila's going to be staying in bed as long as she can. Because, well, we don't know how tiring, energetic this is going to be. Sleep is important as well, you know. Gotta be well rested before something like this. <laughs> I think Faria is gonna be organizing the tasks list that she has. Cause there's always something that's gonna be needing fixed on the ship. Engineering just doesn't stop all the time. Mm. There's always something breaking down. So she's probably um going through maybe even she'll maybe even do like some of the quick fixes that she can just to get them out of the way just to keep her mind occupied yeah so almost completely putting the competitive event out of your mind and just be like well i've got i've got some work to be getting on with this morning first yeah 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 that's fair enough well what about johnny what's johnny doing i suppose johnny um johnny struggled to sleep a little bit because of the the guilt of having 
bailed the team in his eyes a little bit, having thrown him into the gauntlet and it didn't really work out quite as well as he would have liked. Um, and he's very much thinking about how much, well, the, the try-hard factor is strong, and he's yeah. thinking about not wanting to let the team down. And he, uh, yeah, he gets up, doesn't do his usual training because he wants to save energy for it, and after kind of getting into uniform, he decides to have a little meditation session until the last possible moment when he decides to wander down and meet the rest of the gang, and he spots Katarin playing with his yarn ball. Oh, um, good morning! Is anybody else there? Is is it just Katarin that's uh, at the? I think maybe location? it's just Katarin at this moment. Okay, no. Uh, morning, Katarin. How 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 are you going? Uh, morning, Ensign Johnny. Are you look well rested? Oh, well, I'm glad you think so. I didn't really sleep that well, to be honest with you. But I'm trying to pull myself together. We got to do this. Oh, that we do. That we do. Here, fancy a quick juggle with me before it all starts. Oh, I'm sorry, I've got no coordination on that front. Well, it's easy, you just put an arm in the air and clasp, here you go. And I chuck the arm ball at him. Shall I roll? Yes. Uh, <laughs> 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 I think this would be a control security check. It's not too bad for you. Difficulty one, I think catching a ball is not the hardest of things. So you're aiming for one success, getting under a 13. Secure down balls. And a 20 and an 11. Oh, yeah, that 20, um, I mean, you got your one success, but the 20 is a catastrophic failure, so you catch it. And... Yeah, it was like, well, thank you, Dice, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you catch it, and the thing just, like, unravels in your hands. <laughs> oh, oh, and it, he's now left with handfuls of string. Oh, well, I'm, I'm so sorry, I, I, I told you not to throw it to me, and he kind of passes the uh, unwound string back to him, unraveling it off of his fingers in a kind of, like, never-ending magician's yeah. tissue kind of thing out of the sleeve. There's more than you think there is, and it just seems that there's a lot of it. <laughs> Katara looks at Johnny and goes, ah, not to worry, I was getting bored of the blue one anyway, and then he pulls out a purple one and just starts struggling with that one to himself. You just brought these with you? Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, uh, how do you think the day's going to go then? Well, hopefully better than yesterday. My apologies again. I, I shouldn't have turned the difficulty up, maybe. I wouldn't worry too much about that. At the end of the day, every day's an experience in Starfleet, am I right? Well, that's 100% correct. At least in my experience, I've certainly uh, yeah, seen some things. Yeah, I remember you saying. Still, I've got a feeling we're going to be the first ones here for a while. Let's immediately prove you wrong. One of the others arrives. Who, who's, who's getting here next? at that point Lila wanders over oh good morning morning Lila she's still yawning uh, morning how are we both doing I, I was just saying to Katarin that I didn't sleep very well you, you kind of look like maybe you had the same experience you alright um I thought I slept well maybe I'm just I might still be a bit groggy fine I'm sure I'll I'll wake up soon. Maybe we should get some coffees. Ooh, coffee sounds good. So, so you guys are kind of in like a sort of little concourse area in the um, middle of the holographic um, training centre. So there, there are a couple of other people moving around. There actually is a bank of replicators on one wall if you wanted to grab yourself anything. It was like a top idea. Oh, okay then. And we'll all wander over to the replicators and... Uh... Yeah, Johnny will have a nice espresso. Just a nice little shot of it. He's got a power up. 
yeah, just something to give him ah, some of that instant energy. Eyes widened. As soon as he's taken it back, it's like, oh, yeah, I feel it. Then <laughs> Kataran walks over to the replicator and goes, uh, unwrap the Gino, please. Into the Klingon coffee. Yeah. Well, Cat Nipachino doesn't exist. So. It could exist, though. It could. Uh, you're yeah. more likely to start tripping balls and really get infused <laughs> with that yarn ball. <laughs> you getting anything, uh, Lila? Or this is again. This is a pretty low stakes decision. <laughs> mocha. Getting yourself a mocha. Okay. Yes. The way to start the day. Sugar and caffeine. Yeah. Johnny's looking oh, a bit wild-eyed at now as he looks around. Oh. Right, okay, I'm ready to go. <laughs> There's something in your coffee has got you super pumped. <laughs> well, the espresso is like, that's that's strong coffee. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't think he's the type that necessarily drinks it a lot, body as a temple and all that kind of thing, but he feels like today, a boost. It's a bit of a, a, bit of a change from the, um, uh, the trill tea that you had the other day. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, I think at this point, uh, Ensign uh, Faria, you, you would arrive. I think let's say with Ensign uh, Ensign Haru, and yeah, uh, yeah you see the the three uh, other three members of your team are sort of they've all got drinks and they're kind of standing around the replicator, just sort of chatting away. Just gonna give them a friendly wave and uh, uh, pick up the dirty chai latte from the replicator. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. This is the coffee shop episode for some reason. I don't know. It's just... What it's turned into in this one. Yeah, no, and that's all we've got time for. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you all next week on Frontier. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, morning, Faria. Morning, Haru. You ready to go? As ready as I'm going to be. Oh, great. And Johnny's kind of like now raring and like the energy levels off the charts. Whether this will crash later, we'll see. But. He um, looks over towards the direction the men's beheaded in. Are there other ensigns from the other ships starting to like fill the area? Yeah, I mean, uh, as I said, uh, you you guys weren't the only ones in here anyway, uh, by a long shot. Uh, it's a fairly uh, fairly large, fairly busy area of the station, um, especially as we kind of get further into the the sort of day cycle. You know, there's quite a lot of people uh, moving around. <laughs> Uh, looking around, though, yeah, you do uh, start to spot uh, a couple of other groups of ensigns, uh, similar to yourselves, uh, begin to filter in, uh, along with a few officers that you, you sort of recognise the faces, even if you don't kind of know them personally. Um, shortly after that, though, you do spot, stepping off of a turbo lift, Admiral Holt and uh, the group of three expedition captains. Um, Captain Collins, in this group, uh, spots you all sort of <laughs> milling around and gives you a quick nod, uh, then gestures for you all to follow the officers uh, to the entranceway of the centre's holodeck one, uh, clearly the largest of the holodecks in the facility. Uh, I will say, as the groups converge, uh, Johnny, you do actually spot your friend Katrina in the group of ensigns representing the USS Auckland. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, has she noticed him, or has he noticed her? Is, is there because if he's if she's looking over, he's gonna sort of give a smile and a kind of a a look that says, "Are you ready?" Like it's it's the competition kind of thing. The, the same vibe as when they were drinking. He's, he's trying to give a look that's like instilling a bit of the like, "Let's do this. I'm gonna beat you again," kind of thing. Yeah, she kind of returned your look. She didn't say anything, um, but she sort of she's got the look on her face different to like. 
obviously you know you've met up a couple of times over the last couple of days went out for the, the night of drinking and then met up again in the holodeck you recognize the look on her face is business face <laughs> now um she's she's got a look with she's here to win johnny smiles but is equally as determined and turns to the rest of the group and says looks like it's almost time are you guys ready as ready as we'll ever be i suppose ready to go hi let's see what we've got Okay, so uh, with all the competitors assembled then, uh, with a fair amount of other officers and spectators and random passers-by <laughs> gathered around also, uh, the Admiral calls for quiet and an expectant hush falls. Good morning to all of you. Uh, those who don't know me, I'm Admiral Marcus Holt, uh, Commander of Deep Space Three. Welcome along to what we're calling the uh, Bermuda Cluster Expedition Interfleet Competitive Event. Uh, bit of a mouthful, I know. <laughs> you all have my utmost respect for agreeing to represent your ships in this event, and uh, I'm sure it will prove to be uh, both challenging and engaging for all involved. You've had the uh, basics explained to you, I'm sure, by your commanders, but uh, I can now reveal the final details of what you'll be facing. When you enter the holodeck, you will find yourselves in one of three different scenarios which are holographic wizards here at the center have uh, cooked up for you. Each scenario will only be run once, so all of you will be entering the unknown when it is your team's turn to face the challenge. I will not reveal ahead of time what you might encounter, but no matter what you find yourself facing, your performance as a team and your ranking in the competition will be judged on your skills, teamwork, professionalism, and ability to act in accordance with the best traditions and values of the Federation and Starfleet. I have great faith in all of you to do your best and represent your ships and your crewmates admirably in this regard. Now, one final thing to keep in mind. He gestures to a hovering camera drone which has been capturing his speech so far. Unlike any previous holodeck experience you may have, this whole event is being broadcast to your ships and throughout the station, not only so that judges may make their decisions, but so that your crewmates may cheer you on. As I said, something to keep in mind. Alright then, before we get started, I will give each of you a moment with your captains, and uh, all that is left for me to say is good luck to all of you. There's a round of applause from all those assembled, and uh, the Admiral steps to one side to have a quiet word with a station officer who's been waiting for him, and uh, as he does so, Captain Collins uh, steps forward to join your group. How are you all feeling this morning? Ready for this? I'm ready for anything, sir. I'm ready to give it all we've got, Captain. Good, glad to hear it. I'm a bit nervous, sir, but we'll get it done. Don't worry, you'll do fine. Lila just kind of looks at everyone's like, I could be a bit happier <laughs> if it weren't being broadcast, but we shall see. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's a little different, I know, but uh, just keep your heads, uh, stay professional, and uh, I don't know, try not to talk about uh, Frankie Sweat Lodges or anything weird like that. <laughs> don't worry, Captain, we won't show you up. Maintain decorum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I have full confidence in your skills. Um, you've got this. So, uh, any final questions before this uh, this whole thing gets started? Uh, not from me, sir. I just hope that I can do the ship proud. Super eager, Johnny. 
Oh yeah. I told you this is this yeah. is in full on tryhard mode at yeah. this point. This is representing the ship, and he knows that the eyes of the ship are on him. Like this yeah. is the chance for Johnny to become known as more than two phases. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you could you could probably imagine that like coming to the screens everywhere on the on the tensing and that and everything. And it, you know, not that it's being forced broadcast onto everywhere, but like people have been told this is happening, and you know, pride of the ship is on the line here. And um, not to heap the pressure onto you or anything. But <laughs> yeah. Also, mass humiliation for the losing team. <laughs> <laughs> Bragging rights for the winners. Yeah. Well then, uh, nothing else to say but uh, good luck and uh, have a good time. The captain gives you all a final encouraging nod and uh, steps back to the admiral, who uh, who speaks up once again. Shall we begin then? Captains, if you would each care to choose a marker from Lieutenant Campbell. The station officer steps forward and looks to be holding up three isolinear chips, uh, his hand obscuring their lower halves. Captain Richards of the Nelson steps forward first, uh, deliberates a moment, then chooses the chip on the left, which he holds up to show a number two engraved into the chip. Uh, Team Nelson will go second. Collins and uh, Karata uh, good-naturedly make a show of each offering for the other to go first uh, before Captain Karata of the Auckland, uh, smiling, uh, chooses the middle chip. He looks at it for a second uh, before turning to wink at Collins and reveals a number three. Ah, Team Auckland will be going third, which means, Captain Collins, your team has the honour of going first. The Admiral uh, smiles at all of you before turning to the assembled crowd. Let's hear it then for Team Tenzing. Good luck to all of you. There's another round of applause, uh, more specifically for you guys this time then, and uh, the assembled officers part uh, to reveal the opening holodeck doors behind them, uh, waiting for you to enter. So, as a group, you step forward into the holodeck. Can I get... Just a d6 dice roll from one of you um, to determine which scenario you are going to be facing. Um, way I'm going to do this, ones and twos is going to be scenario one, threes and fours is scenario two, fives and sixes is scenario three. Okay. I got a two. A two, okay. So uh, we are going with scenario one. Okay. So, uh, yeah, your group steps into the holodeck and the doors slide shut behind you. There's a beat and then the program begins and the five of you find yourselves in a shuttle bay. A familiar sight, uh, especially for you, Kataran, as a con officer. It looks to be basically a one-to-one copy of the Tenzing's main shuttle bay, or at least another Nebula or Galaxy-class main shuttle bay. Uh, on the deck, facing the open shuttle bay doors, um, kind of in front of you, and with an open side hatch, is a Danube-class runabout. Okay. Um, looking around the holodeck, like the scenario that's now taking place, are we the only humanoids, are there holographic actors in the uh, room with us there are holographic uh, ground crew actually yeah it's by all if you didn't know you were in the holodeck this it just looks like you're in the hangar bay basically of the tensing um 
you know so the, there's ground crew working on other shuttles around you and that but um let's say the runabout is sort of in front of you but you can talk to other people if you'd like okay uh, noting the general ambience in the room uh, johnny looks around at the rest of them and says well it looks quiet enough in here for now um anybody see anything happening anything that we could be doing maybe if we uh, check internal sensors see what's going on Starboard around day, or two minutes. maybe we have to do something with the, the shuttlecraft i think checking the sensors is a good start well lila's the science person so she's going to go over and to one of the computers and just start tapping away, trying to figure out if there's anything interesting or unusual. Okay, so what, the, the computer's in the hangar bay rather than in the in the runabout, just to clarify? In the bay, I think. Okay. At least, initially. Okay, so you're just kind of looking for kind of sort of a general overview of where you are and things like that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it doesn't take you long, um to pull up uh, details of the ship's position and um, I don't need a check for this as you know you're, you're all well versed in using ship's computer systems and things like that so that you know this isn't going to be a and especially as you're a science officer you know you, you're you know what you're doing when it comes to pulling up this kind of information um, the ship is in orbit of uh, an unnamed planet um, with a, a complex uh, system of rings around it uh, it is an M-class planet so it's got an atmosphere that's breathable for uh, most humanoid life and um, marked on the surface is uh, just a, a little icon um, that indicates a Starfleet sensor outpost hmm okay are there any like is there any new information about the sensor outpost uh, only that it's like the only constructed building um, on the planet, as far as uh, sensors can tell. Okay. So I'm going to turn to the rest of the group. We're orbiting an M-class planet. There's a sensor outpost down there, but not very much else. Maybe we've got a link to the the outpost. We could maybe see if we can bring up some of the information from it. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, we've got to try and gather something up, and we could try talking to the ground crew that are in here. I, I guess the scenario has got to be programmed with the, enough information for us to make some headway. So, I mean, I'm thinking of the of the of the W's. Where where are we? Why are we here? Who are we with? Okay, who's talking to them? Lila is very aware that we are currently on screen and not <laughs> doing anything. Well, I'll, I'll I'll put my best foot forward and Johnny confidently strides over to the first holographic actor that's kind of close. Says, oh, what a great day to be in Starfleet. But what kind of a day is this today? What, what are we doing in here, sir? <laughs> okay, the, the ground crew guy um, is a human man. He sort of looks at him and says, yeah, and it's a... It's another great day. Uh, you ready for your ready for your mission? Well, we were just getting prepared. Um, did you have any information about what we can expect? Uh, I, I assume we're going down to the planet. Uh, yeah, uh, runabouts uh, fueled and ready. Fantastic. Well, is there any um? Well, as I say, what's the what, what's the situation down there? 
Ah, uh, they haven't told me anything. They just, you know, we, we, we prep the runabouts and, and that. I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe speak to your superiors. Oh, duly noted, of course. My apologies. Well, I'll leave you to get on with your work, and uh, well, me and my team here, we'll uh, we'll get on with it. Johnny walks back over to the rest of them. Says, "Well, he wasn't too helpful, but I think if we get in the uh, the runabout and uh, call into command, as it were." They should be able to give us an update on what's going on here. I think we're going down to the planet to investigate something. That's okay, right, let's go on. Let's go. Right. Oh, we're going on then, okay. I like Lila hurrying everybody along, like, come on, come on, we're on camera. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're on camera, There's, we don't really have time to stand about. <laughs> don't want to stand about. <laughs> you get a little bit of a sense from Johnny's behaviour already that, like, he's very aware that he's on camera. And that he's playing up just a little bit more than he ought to, perhaps. Hello, this. Mr. President. How are you? <laughs> like, I got this idea, Johnny's just like, he's not a great actor. <laughs> just popped in my head. Starboard oh. He was being so sweet and polite to yeah. the hologram. <laughs> but yeah, we'll all get in the runabout, I guess, at this yeah. point. Okay. Yep. Uh, so yeah, you can see it. It's, it's fairly standard configuration as you get in. You know, you, you've been in these runabouts a few times, and that. And as I said, Johnny, you have you have been in a crash in one of these runabouts before. Um, it, as I say, it's all powered up and ready to go. It's basically just sat there idling. Um, Johnny does a quick, knowing the layout of these things, he does a quick check in all the compartments to make sure that there's a complement of weapons and all the bits and pieces that he would expect to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all looks... Uh, yeah, there's, there's anything you might need. There's like... Yeah, it's a sort of standard weapons rack. There's a couple of phaser rifles, a couple of standard um, hand phasers, and uh, it's also engineering kits, medical kits, um, tricorders. It's, it's, you know... It's fully kitted out. Okay. Turning to the others, he says, uh, I think we should all probably grab some equipment just uh, in case, well, we don't know what's waiting for us down there. We should uh, probably get kitted up. There, yep. Um, but Lila's going to go over and see um, if they've got any details of the mission on the runabout computers. Okay. Um, there isn't like a flight plan filed or anything, um, but as you sit down, uh, the communications console comes to life, and um, uh, an officer appears on the screen. Um, you don't recognize them, um, so it's possible it's just something that's been generated, probably, in fact, you know, it's probable. It's, it's just a, a random generation by the computer. It's a, a Kelpian uh, with uh, commander's pips on their collar. Away team, are you ready to launch? Uh, yes, sir. Almost ready, sir. Uh, just a quick clarification, sir. What is the purpose of our mission, again? We have lost contact with the Starfleet outpost on the planet below us, Melran 7. We do not know the cause of the disruption, but you want to fly down and render any assistance necessary to the Starfleet team crewing the outpost. While you are down there, you will be on your own, as we must make all haste with the ship to the evolving medical emergency in the neighboring Corvella system. You are to make contact with us for regular check-ins at three-hour intervals. Launch when ready. Okay, so with that little sort of mini briefing given, the uh, the door to the runabout closes behind you all, and uh, you are free to launch at will. Katarin takes controls and goes, Engines online. Engaging thrusters. Here we go. Haru says, Every, everybody buckle up. 
Johnny's already taken a seat and buckled up because <laughs> quietly there's some part of him that's got a, a small amount of PTSD and is very conscious of like, I've been in one of these when it went down. This could go go wrong. I don't know what this scenario is. I don't want to get thrown around the ship. Yeah. Also, the last time you were in one of these, it was quite a bumpy ride as well because you were flying away from the surface of um, Jakir. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah, that strap is tight. Yeah. Yeah, they're not comfy to be thrown around in. No. No. <laughs> Bria's probably settled down with a pad um, trying to bring up the schematics of the the communications see if she can figure out maybe what, why they're not responding hmm. okay are you trying to like connect with them or are you just bringing up like an archive of the uh... no I'm just bringing up the archive of the schematics okay. so she can familiar yeah. herself with them hmm yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty standard Starfleet design, um, almost like a kind of prefab structure. To be honest, <laughs> it's uh, it's comprised of a smallish uh, two-story building. Uh, it's got a computer core, a uh, small fusion reactor, living quarters, and a control center. Uh, built into the top of the building is a kind of large subspace communications array, which is the, you know the outpost's primary purpose. Um, yeah, I mean, there's outposts like these on any number of sort of fringe worlds around the Federation. Uh, they're designed to be pretty much self-sufficient. Uh, the one below you is uh, is marked as having a crew of four who have a single Type 8 shuttlecraft at their disposal for emergency situations. Uh, as I said, all, all fairly standard stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, this particular outpost is located atop a kind of rocky escarpment uh, overlooking some rolling plains. Is it an unmanned post then yeah uh no crew of four crew of four um okay. which is well, it's odd that you've lost contact with it hmm. i assume that was some basic basic uh medical like first aid stuff in the lockers as well uh yeah well on on board your runabout yeah 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 there's a med kit and um yeah it, it's it's yeah it's fully stocked you, you do have Ensign Haru, who is a you know medical officer as well. So, okay, so Kataran, you bring the runabout out of the bay, and shortly after you get clear, the uh, ship you were aboard, uh, a Galaxy Class, it turns out, uh, goes to warp, leaving you alone in the system. Uh, bringing the runabout about, um, <laughs> your uh, your destination planet is laid out and visible below you. Uh, now, this planet has, as I said, a fairly complex system of rings, uh, composed of a mixture of rock and ice, uh, which you can clearly see visually from your current position. Uh, Katarin is going to... well, he's got... Um, I'm looking at the character sheet, he's got a um, talent, Cautious Con, so does that link up with um, manoeuvring through difficult space? I'm going to have to look up what that is. Okay. Cautious con. Okay, whenever you attempt a task with con uh, and you buy one or more d20s by spending momentum, you may re-roll one. So basically, that that only comes into play if you buy um, a d20 with momentum. And currently, we have no momentum because we've not even started. No, no momentum. Fair enough. Okay, that is a useful thing. So, like, if you you know, say you it was a harder task, you were rolling with extra dice from that you could if you wanted to use that talent to re-roll one of them oh, so right. that, that I think is quite useful yeah it just doesn't it's not it's just not in, in play right now <laughs> yeah no, yeah that's cool 
Um, Alright, in that case, um, Taran is just heading towards the planet. And uh, as he approaches the rings, he says, um, Getting mild gravimetric disturbance from the rings of this planet. I'm going to take us towards the upper atmosphere. Try and get out of range. Can I get a uh, control con check from you, uh, difficulty two? Ooh, 18 and 8 so you got one success there so as you uh, you, you you start your manoeuvre everything is fine you know you, you're out of the, the way of most of the rings you're out of you know of the, the larger sort of chunks and there's a sudden beeping and uh, the computer voice says warning gravitational shear detected you don't have much time to react to this uh, before the runabout bucks wildly out of your control for a moment, and there are the unmistakable thumps of uh, something, well, several things, <laughs> impacting the outer hull. Who are? Oh, was that? Johnny's hands are digging into the armrests at this point, white knuckled. He's saying nothing. As you bring the runabout back under your control, uh, the controls themselves seem to be reacting a little sluggishly. Mm-mm. Is that why they're slimy? Let's get on the sensors. Check it. Check it out. What did we hit, or what hit us? Can I get uh, from you, uh, Faria? A, um, I guess this would this would be reason engineering check. Okay. Uh, you got two successes. I didn't even say how difficult it was, but yeah. It's, uh, um, so in your your quick scan, um, you you are quite um, unnerved to find uh, that a warning pops up on your screen. Uh, impulse reaction chamber, particle clog. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, Freya's going to frantically uh, try and diagnose the problem. Uh, there's a clog somewhere then. I'm assuming something's gone trapped in it or we've hit something and gone trapped in it. I mean, that is possible. I mean, the, uh, other than the warning, which only warned of a, a gravitational shear, it definitely did sound like um, the runabout was being impacted by something. Debris, maybe. The action chamber is clogged with some something from the rings. We're going to have to flush the system before we reignition the engines. So this is going to be a multi-stage thing, so I'm going to need... I, I will leave it up to you guys who does what. But this is going to be a multi-step process. Um, so I'll outline what the, the three things you need to do here to really to get yourself back on track. First things first, you need to shut down the impulse drive, but you need to do it in a way that doesn't cause a, um, a radiation surge because the particles are, are blocking up the reaction chamber. And if you do it the wrong way, it could be a little bit iffy, should we say. <laughs> That's stage one. Stage two is to decouple it from the fuel supply. That's not quite so iffy, but it is a, it's a little bit tricky. These are you're going to be having to open pa panels in the inside of the uh, uh, of the runabout to get to the um, the engine systems to do this as well. And the final stage is to unclog the reaction chamber and vent the particles, and that is again going to take a different check. So. All three of these are going to require checks. All three are difficulty two. So it is up to you guys who does what. This is not going to be everybody's speciality. 
Um, I'd say this is more like starting with it's it's mostly engineering stuff, uh, but there is a bit of a science thing involved here as well. Freya is gonna flip out her engineering screwdriver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her sonic screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly said something. I, I thought about AJ's reaction. I stopped myself. I'm glad you've taken the metaphorical bullet there. I'm the engineer. I get I get to have a sonic screwdriver. It doesn't do wood. Good thing well, this is luckily, titanium. Exactly. Good exactly. thing this is titanium. Um, and she's just gonna like smile and just like I love my job, but at the moment. I'm going to need a lot of help. <laughs> this is going to be a little bit difficult. <laughs> yeah. So step one is uh, a difficulty to daring engineering or daring science check to shut it down without a radiation surge. This is a little tricky because it's got the daring thing on it. It's, this isn't your usual sort of reason that. This is a, this is a slightly uh, finicky task that needs to be done. This is an unusual task, should we say. So Very delicately. Yeah, so either daring engineering or daring science, anyone can have a go if they think they've... Uh, if they're confident in their ability on this. Donnie's pretty daring and has a reasonable capacity for science. So, taking note of the, the tasks at hand, he sees that this one is one of the very few things that doesn't involve engineering as a primary thing and volunteers and says, oh, um, I, I think I might be capable of that. Um, do you want me to give it a go? Sure. Um, just watch the watch the radiation levels. You don't want to surge. Oh, definitely not. And he uh, cautiously unbuckles himself and um, heads to the, whichever panel it is that he needs to operate to... Uh... So, so that this one, to do this, you don't need to... Um... You don't need to pop open any of the access panels or anything, um, but this will require some... This is the sort of carefully shutting down the engine sort of stage. Um, so it's not just the... You're not just messing with the throttle. This is a little bit more of a, a trickier thing. Um, looking to see if there's anything that could assist me on my character sheet. Yeah. Would risk analysis give me any kind of an edge as one of my focuses? Um, you know what? It might... Up till now, I've kind of been using, you know, if you can pitch me a, a reason why a focus is, would help, it, uh, I've basically been using that as a reason to drop the difficulty. And mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure that's how it's meant to be, but that's kind of what we've been doing up to this point in the series, isn't it? Um, so if you can if you can pitch me on it, the risk analysis, Johnny's got the, uh, the wherewithal to be like, right, okay, I know what I need to be aiming for here. And, you know, you've got the skill. Based on that, I will drop the difficulty to one. Okay, I think I've got an angle on that. So, okay. Johnny is wired. He is buzzing. His <laughs> eyes have been shifting left and right. Yeah. Everything's high tension already. So that his coffee is, is flowing right. through your veins. And on that basis, he's going to be able to kind of keep an eye on the numbers, the radiation levels and what have you, and really kind of like quickly react when he sees things starting to move. Sure. And in that respect, we'd be able to maintain a balance, I think. Okay. I will. I will agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool. This is why I, why I like the focuses system actually, because it's kind of they're they're a little bit abstract in general, them and the sort of uh, values. But it, like, it's the thing of like if you can if you can convince me that something that your character is good at is relevant, 
it will make it makes things easier for you kind of thing that's why I kind of like the system it's sort of like you can I'm like uh, again I might be completely botching the how it's meant to be done in game but I think that kind of works as like a thing of like you've built your character to be good at this here's a situation where it's relevant sort of thing I don't know yeah, yeah. works there okay so shall I roll for it then yes uh, so can I get a daring uh, daring science check from you then if that's what you're going for okay so you're actually looking for 14 and under. You're difficulty one because you've convinced me that your risk analysis is relevant here. Boom. Oh, 12 and a 6. You could have done that with difficulty two. Excellent. So that's two successes. Because you dropped the difficulty, though, you now get a point of momentum because you've got two successes on a difficulty one instead of a difficulty two. So put that in the bank. Exactly. So yeah, Johnny diligently monitors the levels and, yeah, does his thing. Carefully monitoring the levels uh, uh, in the uh, in the in the um, the impulse drive as you slowly sort of back the power off and everything, um, the sort of background hum of the engines dies down as you as you power them down, and uh, you are not all flooded with radiation. All right. So step two in this problem, you need to. Whoever, well, whoever wants to do this again, this is um, anyone who thinks they could, they, they've got the skill or they want to try it. Uh, step two: decouple the deuterium fuel supply. Now, this is going to involve uh, taking off one of the floor panels to get down into the engine array, and um, it is accessible. You know, this isn't like you're not going to be crawling around in ducks and <laughs> or anything. Um, but this is a, a little bit of a different. Uh, Different check here. This is uh, a reason engineering check, difficulty two. That would be me then. <laughs> Still difficulty two. I'm just looking at your focuses. The deuterium fuel supply. You have power systems, EPS power systems, transporters and replicators, maintenance procedures, isolinear computers, and composure. Do you think any of those is relevant? I think maintenance procedures might be actually. Yeah, I think I was thinking the same actually. Because um, they'd, I'd imagine their first year on a starship would be running maintenance all the time so they can familiarize themselves mm. with all the systems yeah so i can imagine that would be yeah that would be um one yeah yeah we could try that yeah so you're saying it's probably likely that faria's done a rotation working on the working on the ship's shuttles and runabouts and that yeah probably yeah. It's it's a, it's a smaller warp core to deal with. Yeah. It's a big warp core. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Based on that then, based on your, your focus being relevant, I will drop this difficulty to one. So you're looking for 15 or under on uh, a reason engineering check on difficulty one. Ooh. Ooh, 15 and a one. So uh, yeah, you get two successes from that one. So that's, that's three successes on this uh, difficulty one check. So that's going to give you another two points of momentum on this. So you guys are absolutely killing it with these rolls right now. Nice. Wow. Three momentum. Three momentum. So you're building it up on this. You're, you're, showing, you're showing your skill. So far, we've had no major screw-ups in this. Oh. In this. That. Yeah, sorry. I didn't want to jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> in this broadcast emergency. Um and yeah, so yeah, reaching around inside the uh, the engine compartment, um, 
it's not i mean if you didn't know what you were doing this would be trickier but you've you know you've spent a bit of time in these kind of runabouts and that you know you know where things go and part of your your work in them was when you were working on the uh impulse engines of course you had to decouple the fuel supply so this is you know what you're doing here she's like set to work yeah she's gotten she's gotten the screwdriver she's she's literally just like been um speed running the screws from the panel off the panel she's down in the in the guts of the machine yeah this is a procedure you've done before this isn't a new thing i think sleeves have rolled up she's all like yep right we're here yeah (laughs) i'm in my element you're in your element so yeah you've successfully uh decoupled the deuterium supply so that is two out of three stages done now stage three the reacting chamber needs to be unclogged and the particles vented now this is again difficulty two it's control engineering or control science my science is good my control is not Mm. yeah i've got eight and four Berea, again, you have 11 and 4 or 11 and 4 on this, so... Yeah, I think it's... Am I, am I, am I the, the better candidate? To I'm just looking at everyone's that? sheets and actually, yeah, you might be the best candidate again on this one. I can imagine that, like, a few of the, the, the team are maybe, like, looking over my shoulder and Freya's just like, see, this is how I need to do this bit and then we need to do this and if you connect that bit there, then we can do this. And she's like talking through them, and they're probably not understanding what she's even meaning. Mm. <laughs> she's just kind of babbling on her th- her thought process. Yeah. Nervous because she knows she's on camera as well. She's like <laughs> extra babbling. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, okay. I, I mean, again, do you think do you think any of your focuses would come under here? Power systems, EP, uh, EPS would not, I don't think. No. Not transporters. Maintenance procedures, isolinear computers, definitely not. Composure, probably not. I would maybe say maintenance again, but maybe it's, she's maybe only done it once yeah. or twice. Maybe it's not maybe something she's as familiar with, whereas the decoupling thing would be more. Yeah, I think impulse engines are kind of their own focus. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, unless you guys want me to use one of our momentum, you could. Yeah, you could totally buy another dice with the. Or is momentum. it too? Or do we want to save it? It's there to be used. And yeah, go for it. Okay, I'll use one. I'll use one of our momentum then. What's your feeling on whether maintenance procedures covers this? Because I, I feel like this is more. This isn't a standard procedure. This one, mm-hmm. like. Decoupling the, you know, the, the previous step, decoupling the fuel supply, that, that's, you know, that's part of your day-to-day in working on this. But having a clogged reaction chamber, and that is, is a bit of a rarity on these. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking she's probably read about it, and they've, like, maybe done, like, a practice. You were taught, this is how you do this thing. Yeah. That you never have to actually do it. Yeah, you yeah. haven't done it before. Because I'd imagine the safety, the safety protocols are so... And built and everything, and hmm. um, that it may may have ne- never gotten to that point, like un- for un- despite some like fluke accident or something. Yeah. Um, so maybe you know what to do, but you haven't done it. So maybe this is yeah. still this is still a difficulty too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's probably a bit nervous with this. Yeah, but you, you're spending a momentum for an extra die. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So three d twenty, a twelve, a three, and a two. So that is three successes again. 
So you spend the momentum and immediately gain it back. <laughs> Yay! So it's still a three. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was worth the gamble there, you know. <laughs> so the um, it takes you. I'd say that this isn't an instant thing. Um, the whole procedure is, you know, to, over the course of um, you know from Johnny shutting the engine down and decoupling the fuel supply takes a little, you know, a little bit. The, this bit here is maybe takes you. It's a little bit fiddly to get into the reaction chamber from the inside mm. of the um, inside <laughs> of the runabout. Um, normally, this would be something where you would need, to, you know, you could get to it from the outside, yeah, kind of part of the engine, and that uh, it is doable, but it takes maybe a, you a little bit longer to do it. You got three successes, so you are able to do it. Um, able to sort of, it's, you're not like pulling out handfuls of stuff. It's just kind of there, there's a way of flushing it from mm. the, the so that we'll throw the stuff out the back of the engine basically i just have this image of her legs just being like sticking out of the panel <laughs> and she and all you hear is like her humming to try and like uh remember what to do and, how, and like the process of doing it yeah and then like smacking her fingers off something and going ow <laughs> damn it yeah, so as as you do that, as you as you hit your hand and and such, um you do that just as you're completing the procedure, so yeah, the uh, you have cleared the problem with the impulse chambers. Woo! Should be good now. Probably safest to just use thrusters for now until I get a good look at the engines. I down to inertial thrusters only. Nice and slow. Kataran, can I get uh, another control con check for you then? As you head, continue your way down towards the surface of the planet. Difficulty two again. And here she goes. 17 and a four. Okay. Control con, you were aiming for uh, 15 or under. So that's one success again. This is a bit of a bumpy ride down, I would say. Um not the smoothest ever um, you do get the feeling if you'd have had full control this would have been easier this would have been the smooth landing that you're used to um, it's been a little while since you've landed on just thrusters they're usually used for orbital maneuvering that is doable but this is as I say it's a bit bumpy and you are a little bit off course as you um, head down towards the planet so you um, you don't come in directly above the the um, the outpost but you are able to bring just about safely down but it's 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 a bumpy ride this was not this was not the smoothest of landings and oop, there and we're dead flashback <laughs> yeah how, how are you feeling johnny um he's back in the chair strapped in and yeah looking around cautiously everybody else kind of like white knuckled bracing himself as they they come in with this bumpy landing again <laughs> i think i overshot the landing site we were meant to head to apologies for that but at least we're down safe everybody all right back there yeah just about and johnny pulls his fingernails out of the chair arms <laughs> I think I left my breakfast back in the ship. Ooh, I wonder what that smell was. Faria, have you thrown up? 
Probably. <laughs> oh no, on camera. <laughs> well, is it, if you want to do like a, I don't know, some kind of fitness check to see how <laughs> Yeah, yeah, actually, go on. Um, go on. Oh god, how did we how did we gauge Johnny's drunkenness for? That was like fitness control or like fitness. <laughs> well, if we, actually, with three, if we go fitness medicine, that is a straight 10 so that's like a 50 50 chance of yeah yeah, yeah. yeah okay it's it. only gonna be difficulty yeah. one i think but you know i'm looking for She's some an engineer. one success flying about yeah uh okay Ooh, uh, no you've thrown up that's a 20 or nine <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel it's very in like Freya's character to be she's she, yeah <laughs> <laughs> And now she's all embarrassed. She's like, yeah, I've been sick. Um, <laughs> it's not like down the front of you or anything. It's just... No, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, Fine. It's, just, it's just adhering to gravity and just the trail of it is dripping down to the rear of the ship. <laughs> Don't make it worse. <laughs> you can't get any worse than being on live broadcast. Stop reminding her of that. <laughs> <laughs> just like clean, get cleaning her face up and stuff, and just like it's fine, it's fine. Let's 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 get on with what we're what we're here to do. <clears throat> Great then. Okay, so uh, in your sort of uh, rocky <laughs> descent, uh, you came down a little off course. It turns out, which is I, I guess it's understandable. Um, and uh, but you're, you made it down. But um, yeah, the runabout sensors indicate uh, that from your current position, uh, the outpost itself is a little over two miles away. Uh, so you've got a small hike ahead of you uh, to get there from here, um, across the sort of rolling plains and hills and uh, and, and whatnot. Johnny is starting to collect bits and pieces and distribute them to out, out to everybody. Phases if anybody's missing one. Survival kit if there's one on the uh, on the ship just in case because he's very much like this is so familiar to him at this point. We've just had a bumpy <laughs> landing on a planet where we've now got to trek through wilderness. He's going to be looking out for pointy plants that react to noise and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thought. This whole holo program is designed to give Johnny flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's in a way though where it's not necessarily shaking him. It's more like it's instilling a certain amount of like, I know how to deal with this. Let's right here's here's the equipment. We'll make sure that everybody's ready for this. And yeah, very much trying to sort of get everybody ready before we head out the door. We're not going to be able to get the runabout back off of the planet. Unless we do something about the engines, right? Definitely looks that way. Do all of us go and check out what's happening at the sensor outpost? Or do one or two of us stay back and work on the engines? Well, that's a fair point. How long... Does anybody have any idea how long it might take to get the ship back up and running? I'm going to have to look at it, it, but uh, I don't know. until, Until I get a good... Uh, read on what what the actual issues are. Probably best I stay here and get her going. Okay, well, we should at least have a look outside of the ship. If you're going to need to investigate the, uh, I don't know, potential damage to the engines, then we should... Well, I'm happy to lead the way. If if you guys want to follow me out, we'll see what's out there. 
Aye, we'll have a look round first. It might help give you an idea of how long it's going to take. I'm going to pick up a, a engineering tricorder and... So, are you leaving, you leaving Faria alone in the runabout? Is that what's happening here? That's not a leading question. I'm just, I just... I want to know what this... outside with us to have a look at what the damage is, yeah, like what the impact gonna... looks like, and what it looks like, how much damage is done. Mm. Yeah, because she might need help. help. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then we can work out if we need to leave two people yeah. to be working on that. I will say, well, you didn't crash... You did land. No, no, um, but, uh, we still don't know where we are. That, yeah. yeah. that thrusters aren't going to get us, break us free of the planet's gravity. Yeah, and it did take a bit of a beating. So mm. there, might, there might be other stuff that is now apparent now that we can get outside the ship. Yeah. Okay. I mean, at this point, I'm thinking if, if the team splits up, it might be a good idea for Kataran to stay behind because if they do get the runabout up, they can fly over to the outpost for emergency extraction if it comes to that. Mm. Sounds like the best choice, I think. Yeah, because he's the one with the con skills. Security, medical, and science seem like the better options to go to the outpost anyway. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Sure. Okay. That wasn't like a oh my god why are you splitting the are you splitting the party <laughs> question. It was literally I just was like I needed to know who was going where. That was all. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's good logic for who needs to go where and why. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, so you're all kind of going outside firstly. Then um, mm. uh, the first thing you notice when you see the outside of the runabout is there is a definite line of kind of scorch marks and uh, little pop marks where whatever you flew into has left its mark on going along the side and you can see that the um the starboard uh nacelle has definitely taken a bit of a beating it's not completely damaged but there's definitely like you can see this is where it flooded the particles into the reaction chamber from Ooh, that's what uh caused our our little hiccup there yeah breaching the nacelle you're definitely not going to buff that out Give me a few hours. I'll I'll have this thing up and running in no time. Hey. Let's have a let's have a, a look at this this damage then. I'm gonna take our tricorder out and do a brief scan. Sure. Can I get a? Uh, I guess this would be reason engineering. Uh, difficulty. I think difficulty one for you because this is maintenance. Uh, well, you got two successes there. Um, so I get uh, one more point of momentum. You're the momentum generator on this. We're at four. Ooh, that's a four. Wow. Okay, so yeah, you, you pull out your, your engineering tricorder and uh, you go over the engine, and it does look like the actual uh, the warp and cell like key components haven't been breached, so you weren't in danger of uh, you know the runabout's warp core cooking off or anything like that. Um, Being but, blown to smithereens. Yeah, um, it does need a little bit of work to prevent the um, the impulse. Uh, impulse reaction chamber from flooding again the next time that you hit basically anything. But that is doable. It's just going to take you some time. Okay. I'm going to need my kit, a cushion and <laughs> some time. Uh, but this is fine. I can fix this. We'll be out here. No problem. I think it'd be wise if I stay behind. If we really can get this thing working... We can fly over to the outpost and meet you there. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, we can test them out before we we just in case as well, so that all systems are going just in case. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's that, that's that, that, that's perfect. Right. Well, let's maintain comms contact. We'll update you with any progress. Well, Leela, it looks like it's uh, me, you, and Haru. And he looks out to the horizon. What kind of a trek is ahead of them? At least, what what can you see in terms of the trail ahead? Is it rocky terrain? What's the temperament? Uh, temperature? What's the daytime? Like, give me the rundown. It's it's a little warm here. It's um, it's probably. I mean, you haven't pulled out a tricorder to to check, but you'd probably say it's. I'd probably say it's it's pushing pushing thirty degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of it's a sort of sunny day. It's a fairly temperate temperate kind of climate, really, um, but it's just a little warmer than you're maybe used to. It's definitely warmer than you're used to on the ship. The uh, it's a, it's there's some sort of wispy clouds overhead, but by and large, it's a pretty cloudless sky. Looking at the terrain, you can see the outpost from here. As I said, it was kind of on a bit of a sort of outcropping, um, but it, it's definitely a couple of miles distant. The outpost is north about two miles away, two and a half miles away. Um, about a mile and a half away, in a west-northwest direction, you can see a plume of smoke rising. Oh. You can't see what it's coming from. The, the terrain in between you and both of these, whatever they are, um, is kind of the sort of rocky sort of hills and outcroppings and, and things. It's, it's sort of a bit of a kind of rolling sort of terrain um not all rocks you're not picking your way through kind of nasty sort of you know um nasty kind of valleys or anything like that but you know there's just some obscuring things yeah okay uh, noting the plume of smoke then um is it obvious enough that everybody would see this if they looked in that direction oh, yeah, or yeah. i don't need to check for this you can, you can all see right. i say that you're only like i say only two and a half miles away from the outpost and because it's on a on a thing you can you can all see it it's a little distant but you can you can see it i'm turning to the others then um, you see that smoke over there i get the feeling like that might be an answer to some of the questions of what's happening here what do you think about a little detour on the way over to the outpost uh, I, i'm good with whatever um i agree i think we need to check it out well we should be prepared for anything if that's uh, well we don't know the source of that smoke it could be that there's danger in that direction so make sure your weapons are primed and, uh, well, let's start the hike. I'll leave, uh, we'll leave uh, Kataran and Faria. I hope everything goes well with the ship, and, well, catch up with us when you can. Okay, so, yeah, you... The the, the group splits into a three and a two. I think... Is it heading for the smoke? As I say, it's about a mile and a half away. It's not the worst terrain, but there is a little bit of kind of picking your way over sort of hills and things like that, and... Um, it's not all rocky, but there are some trickier descents thing so i think maybe from each of the the trekking crew (laughs) awful title um (laughs) it works yeah Uh, if i could just get a i think this would just be a fitness security check from each of the the trekkers (laughs) just difficulty one just to sort of this is to see what kind of pace you're making as you as you go through the terrain just to sort of See how we get there. So we've got a fourteen and a five from um, from Lila. I almost called you a Rila then. Um, <laughs> and you were aiming. You were aiming for under eleven. So you got your one success. 
Johnny, you were aiming for under 15 and you got two successes. I'll Thanks. just roll for Haru, who is aiming for under 10. Uh, three successes with Haru. So actually, here's the thing. This, we're getting so much momentum. Let me start spending it. Did we previously establish the limit six, didn't we? Yes. Okay, yeah. we're at the limit then. Okay. We are making solid progress then as a group. I'd say then, yeah, picking your way over the terrain and that, it takes you maybe for a mile and a half. It's, it's, it's taking you maybe 25 minutes just because of the terrain. I mean, if it was a flat thing, you know, a mile and a half, Johnny, I'd imagine you with your fitness training and that you could run that in. What's Johnny's, what's Johnny's mile? <laughs> oh, God. I don't yeah. even know what an average mile would be for a reasonable athlete to, to answer that question. Okay, well, let's just say it wouldn't take you this long if it was decent terrain, but it's taking you about 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. A fast walk is yeah. four miles an hour. Yeah. On rough terrain, 25 minutes seems pretty reasonable. Yeah. As we arrive there, you can see that Leela's been struggling with it a bit more than the other two. Hiking is maybe not your thing. No. Definitely not. <laughs> Used to working in a lab and things. <laughs> yeah. Not a hill climber. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you, you crest the last little hill and uh, look down into a shallow depression in the landscape. Uh, what you see is a crashed Federation shuttlecraft on its side, which looks to be the source of the plume of smoke that you've been following. Uh, it, it's a little smaller than your runabouts. Um, from the, your vantage point, you recognise that this is a Type 8 shuttle, uh, which is a match for the type which was stationed at the outpost. As I say, it's on its side and uh, is, is definitely <laughs> uh, leaking smoke. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't look to be in a very good condition. Hmm. Looks like somebody didn't stick the landing quite as well as we did. I think we'd better get down there and check for survivors. Johnny pulls out a tricorder and directs it. Are we within range that he could pick up anything, or would we need to get closer before that's viable? Uh, you, you could probably pull out. A tri- you could probably go from here with the tricorder. Um, can I get a, uh, a reason science check from you then? Reason science, okay. Ten and five. Nice. So yeah, two successes. I was about to say. Two, I was about to say difficulty two because of the distance. So that's your two successes. You are picking up that this smoke is toxic. Um, obviously, something in the engine is of, of the something in the equipment of the the runabout is. This isn't just smoke, smoke. This has got some chemicals in it, so you maybe don't want to breathe it in too much. You know, don't get a face full of toxic gas, basically. Okay. Um, <laughs> you are picking up three faint life readings inside the shuttlecraft. Is the toxic element? A, something that would be expected to come out of a ship, out of a runabout, or is this something extra? Is is this something un- completely unexpected? Hmm. I think, can I get a reason engineering check? Oh, oh dear. <laughs> These are not Johnny's strong suits. 16, 16 and 4. Well, yeah, you get your one success on that. Um, this isn't your strong suit, as you say, but nothing completely out of the ordinary flags up for you. This is maybe consistent with something in the engine has been damaged and is leaking into the... is leaking, basically. Okay. We've got three life signs down there, but there's high toxicity in the air. We're going to need to be careful on the approach. It looks like, well, somebody's going to need some assistance by the looks of things. Lilo, you ready? Yep, let's go. Aru? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. We need to get to these people. Okay. Johnny starts kind of like 
as quickly as possible kind of coming down the hillside. So is it a rocky hillside? Is it, I've got visions of like, I'm sure it's Riker or something at one point climbing down like a rocky hillside. A little bit, yeah. It, it's, it's not, it's not unpassable. I'm not going to need a check to do it. It's just, yeah. So, I'm just catching the visual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a million miles away from uh, the the valley that the crashed um, just to pull another parallel to your previous mission it's not a million miles away from the valley that the crashed remains of um, the the ship on Zukir were nestled in um, but yeah but except it's a sunny day and not in the middle of a planet wide storm here so. <laughs> but uh, yeah you know with um, a little bit of effort but not, not enough that I'm going to need you to roll for it you were able to pick your way down the side and uh, get to the shuttlecraft so the first thing you can see is it does look to be pretty well damaged, uh, but the main access hatch is has been blocked by debris. Okay. What size of debris are we talking about here? Is it a giant rock? Is this something Johnny could lay hands on and potentially muscle out of the way? That would be... You could try. Yeah, it's it, it doesn't look unmovable. Okay. Um... Can we get an, another scan just to get a sense? Are the, are the three life signs definitely inside the runabout right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that okay. was pretty well confirmed on the first one. Right. Was, yeah. Right. Um, I'm happy to help try to move this rock. Yeah, I think, well, many hands make light work. Let's give this a go. Yep. Okay. And fitness. Uh, can I get fitness security checks from both of you then? I think difficulty one, because it, on, on your own it was going to be difficulty two, but you're both having a go, mm. so... That's one success um, from Johnny. Well, I need to get 11 or under, so... Uh, two oh, successes. wow. Yeah. Okay. Leela suddenly finds some strength <laughs> from somewhere. That was that a case of, like you say, many hands make light work. So between, uh, let's just say, between the group, you're able to, to clear away this debris and um, pull the emergency um, release on the hatch, um, which pops open, and you can see... Uh, oh, it's, it's a pretty well messed up inside the um the shuttle but there are three unconscious people in the uh, inside and um the, the sort of the structure and all the equipment is is, is is smashed up this has clearly been a crash you know were the, seeing inside were these people sensible enough to wear their seat belts are they in their chairs they were safety first okay so they're kind of i guess hanging on the wall almost from our perspective yeah 100 percent. okay Oh, we're going to need to be uh, careful getting these guys down. Um, I guess, well, many hands again. Let's let's do this. Let's get them all down onto the ground and away from the shuttle. Haru uh, rushes forward and goes, we should check them for check them for injuries first. We don't want to um, exacerbate any problems. So I have a series of reason medicine checks to do for Haru. Uh, difficulty two on each one. And we got lots of momentum. Uh, and we got lots of momentum. <laughs> uh, I'm aiming for 15 or under on each of these, so... I'll describe the people as she gets to them. So the first of them seem to be the pilot. Doesn't look like too bad. There's not externally, at least just looking at them. Looks like they're just unconscious. And uh, she she scans them with her tricorder. 12 and a 7, so that's the two successes I needed. She says, she turns and says, This one is uh, has some internal bleeding. We need to be careful if we don't um, exacerbate it. We move it, but the spine seems okay. Okay, Leela, let's start trying to get them down while they check uh, the other ones. And uh, Johnny takes position to try and. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't, think, I don't think I'll make you. I don't think I'll make you. Um, you roll for this because this is sort of just like you're being told 
be careful or it's not a problem get them out of here as quick as possible basically is I think the thing that, so long as you've been told you know don't just chuck them around I think I think we'll yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, you've all, as part of your Starfleet training, had a basic medical class, you know. Yeah, Johnny's got medicine three, so he's not ignorant. Yeah, yeah. And, and in that respect, wouldn't put them into a fireman's lift, knowing that they've got internal bleeding. Instead, yeah. kind of tries to, I don't know, bring them down to be hoisted over his shoulder a bit. Mm. And tries and starts leading one of them out, that first one. And with the intent of kind of coming backwards and forwards and assisting with ferrying them away. I think that's probably a good idea. I'm not, I'm not as I said, I'm not going to make you uh, roll for them because, you know, it's, it's more sort of you're being told, here's what you need to do here and, and things like this. So, you know, it's, it's not too bad. So the second one was in the co-pilot seat and there's a lot of blood on their head and the, the top of their um, uniform is, is quite soaked with blood here. So I'm going to roll 2d20. 15 and 3, so that's again two successes. Uh, Haru runs the uh, tricorder over them, scanning them, and she says, I'm only, only picking up a slight concussion. Um, they should be okay to move. Um, I think this is just a superficial wound on the head. Let's keep them moving. Get them away from this gas. Now, Third pa the third patient is actually the closest to the rear, um, so you actually have sort of almost been moving people past them. Again, there's no visible outside injuries on them, but they are sort of still unconscious in the seat. And Haru says, "I don't, I, I don't know what's wrong with them. We we just sort to get. Let, let's get them away. We need." Um. I got a 19 or 17 there, so I didn't get any successes. But I didn't. I didn't get a catastrophic failure. I just didn't. <laughs> didn't succeed. Um, he says yeah, we, we should. I'm going to need to examine them properly. We get, we need to get them out of this shuttlecraft. As Haru has finished that third diagnosis, Johnny's finished dropping off the first person about 10 to 15 feet away from the vessel, and has come back in to assist with the uh, the movement of the remaining passengers. Hmm. He's heard that and uh, says. Are you sure they're okay? I can't be sure of anything. Um, the tricorder's having a bit of trouble. Um, I'm pretty sure they don't have any spinal injuries, though. Uh, that's, a, that's more of a basic check. Um, we ought to, um, at the very least, get them out and get them away from the, this toxic gas. I, I'll be able to do a more thorough investigation uh, once we're once we're clear. Sounds like a good idea. I'll, I'll get them. You get the other one. You two. Okay. So between the three uh, of you, you. Uh, pull the, uh, the remaining patients away from the uh, shuttlecraft a, a safe distance I think as well so you can be sure that there's not any uh, they're not getting any additional um, any additional exposure to, to whatever's uh, venting Have we felt any effects from being in the shuttle? I will say after a minute or so you know, going back and forth you all start to feel a little bit lightheaded mm, right. It's probably a sign to not go back in there Yeah well, it looks like everybody's safe. Um, Haru, do you want to try and check out the, this person's wounds? You said that it was a little bit beyond you to do it in the ship. Um, I guess we can tend to the others if their injuries aren't so bad. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a little worried about the internal bleeding on the uh, pilot, though. Um, uh, uh, who to go to first? Hmm. Well, I have some measure of training in medicine. I can, I can provide some assistance if you kind of point me in the right direction. I, I don't want to step away from a challenge, but if there's any simple injuries that I can assist with, then just tell me what to do. Okay, uh, well, um, 
if you can take a look at the uh, the second one, um, very least try and clean up some of the blood and that. Uh, as I say, I think it's just a superficial wound, but um, yes, uh, if you could tend to him. Absolutely. And Johnny pulls out one of the survival pack things that he's brought with and gets the first aid kit out of it, or the equivalent of. Yeah, yeah, there's like a little medical pack thing that's sort of part of the survival kit. Like a sort of minimal version of what um, Dr. Arela brings around on calls and things. You know, it's, it's got it's got a little medical sort of hyper spray and things, but it, it's kind of, here's the bare necessities kind of thing. Um, you know, survival kit's meant to have a little bit of everything in it, and it's helpful to have some first aid stuff. Um, I think, okay, if, you, if you're trying to do that, I don't think it's the trickiest of things, but I just need a, uh, I think this is just a reason, reason medicine from you, just a difficulty one, um, if you're just, you know, cleaning a thing. Uh, okay, 12 and a 9, okay, that's two successes. So we're already at the limit on momentum, so I'm not even counting anymore at this point. Yeah, roll <laughs> till we start Till we start spending it. Um, while you've been doing this, Haro has again run her tricorder over the, the third um, patient. I'm still not detecting any obvious wounds. Um, can you keep an eye on them? I'm. I really need to get to grips with this internal bleeding. That, that I think that seems the most um, the most urgent. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a check at, uh, to myself <laughs> uh, as Haru um, attempts to stabilise the uh, the first patient, the the internal bleeding one. Uh, this is going to be a little trickier. This is going to be a um, reason medicine difficulty three. Um, if it's okay with you guys, I'd like to spend a point of momentum to buy another dice for that. Oh, 100%. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, right, so I'm looking for 15 and under. Ooh, okay, that's close. That's two successes. Um, <laughs> not quite what I was looking for. Um, the whole way through, I've obviously... You know, we've, we've been doing this a bit while I've been playing. I, I, I'm not entirely sure whether it's meant to be a bit more kind of black and white, like you either get the successes or you don't. But I've kind of been playing it that if we get a certain number of them, it's better than not doing it or getting a complete failure. But mm -hmm. there's not mm -hmm. going to be a complete... You know, completely succeeding at the task. So we could interpret this as... If you guys don't want me to buy another momentum... Which I think, you know, that's another three gone. So I don't know. That's pro I would probably lean against that. I don't want to be running through all your momentum. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be against that since you can use untapped potential and get at least one back. Hmm. Um, the thing that Leela can do is they can try to analyse the gas yeah. and see, um, hopefully get a better idea of what causing the issue which should make it easier to treat hmm okay well here's what I'll say the internal bleeding and this this I don't think is related to this current check this is more from the initial assessment the internal bleeding is from the crash not from the gas yeah um so your check you could this is 100% a good idea in analysing the gas um it just maybe wouldn't affect Haru's current check I would probably say with two out of three successes, that's just what happened with with that check there. Okay. She's able yeah, to stabilise the person, but they're not in a good shape. That might be a way of doing it. I think this wasn't a, this isn't a complete success. This is a person who is still very injured, but they're not immediately about to sort of bleed to death. That would be maybe a way to go on that. I think narratively. Plus, I don't burn through all your momentum. That sounds good. Yeah. 
so analyzing the gas, can I get a reason science check from you? Uh, difficulty two. Oh, oh, that's a catastrophic failure. So you got one success for catastrophic failure, so that I think we'll call that a, a wipe there. That, no, um, beyond the tricorder going, warning, do not breathe. Um, you're not getting much of a, yeah. <laughs> you're, you don't recognize it, basically. You don't recognize the, the chemical formula. It's able to get a reading on it, but you you don't recognize it at all and it's so you can't really give it much of a sort of warning you know of like oh this is we definitely don't want to do this because it causes this or something you know so yeah, yeah. You, you're getting the toxic warning from the tricorder but that's about the limit really this gas is it's not something i recognize at all um sorry apart from obviously being toxic can't help at this point, Johnny, uh, the second one, the one you've been uh, cleaning the head wound of, his eyes uh, flutter open and he sort of stares around before making eye contact with you directly. Where am I? What happened? You've been in a crash. Stay, stay calm. Don't try and move. You've got a head injury, so just try and relax. But you're safe. We've got your crewmates off of the ship. A crash? The, the shuttle crash? Yeah, um, well, we, we've narrowly avoided one ourselves. We were coming down um, to, um, well, check on the outpost here. What, what are you doing on the planet? We... I... I don't know. I don't know where I am. Hold on. He sort of... This is, he, he's, he seems disorientated more than anything else, you know. Johnny tries to kind of, like, if he's trying to get up to his feet. Johnny's going to tr- kind of put hands on shoulders and be like, no, no, s- seriously, you need to need to just stay calm, stay on the ground, don't try and get up to your feet. You might yeah, you might have a dizzy spell or something. I really wouldn't want to see you collapse again. Um, and Johnny looks over towards the ship. Is there any indication of similar damage to what we've experienced with our ship? No. No. Is there any clear indication of why it's crashed, or is it that this is, it's an impact damage kind of thing that's it's visible. an impact damage um you know what can i get an insight engineering check from you okay this is a tough check from you oh, wow yeah this is really not johnny's skill but, <laughs> but you're the one asking the question so i need yep yeah uh 11 and 4 so that's one success you were aiming for eight or under um i think with one success i didn't say the difficulty level this was going to be kind of a tricky check um I will say it's you can't tell what brought it down. The one thing, the only the only real thing is that like if this had been a really high speed crash, they probably wouldn't have survived. Hmm. So it's likely okay. they were didn't come down from a high. You know, th- this was a low, bit low speed, low altitude crash. Okay. I'm turning back to them then. Johnny says, "Can you remember anything about?" What happened just before the, your crash? Where, what, where were we on the way to? What was happening? There was. We were running. They were. The, they were after us. And who? Who was after you? The the things. Things. And Johnny looks d- d- towards Leela and Haru with a look of concern. Haru is sort of working on the patient quite intently and doesn't isn't really paying attention. Leela gestures to Johnny to stay quiet and let the man talk. And it gives a little nod and says, "Go on." We were 
were in the outpost. And they broke in through the window. And we just we just ran. To the to the shuttle. We ran to the shuttle and Oh god. He seems to have looked left and right. Where's Troy? Did he make it on the shuttle? Well, there's only the three of you that we found. Is it, was there a fourth? Are you saying that there's somebody missing? Yeah, tr- 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 Lieutenant Troy was in charge. He, I thought he made it on the shuttle. It's all fuzzy. Can you tell us anything about what it was that attacked? It was, it was big and hairy, and they, they, there was, there was lots of them. I don't know. We didn't, we didn't even see them coming, and then they were there. Johnny's hand is instinctively going towards his phaser right now, and, and it's he's definitely pulled one up and says. Were they, they were chasing you? Were they chasing the shuttle? I, I don't know. I d- the last thing I remember is getting on the shuttle. It's okay. You've got back up now. Um, and Leela is going to uh, pull out her tricorder and see if she can get readings for other forms of life. Sure. Okay, can I get a reason silence check from you? Difficulty two. Uh, I think that's two successes for you. Two successes. Yeah. Okay. There's a. Um, I mean, you know, as I say, you're kind of on some planes and that. Um, you're picking up other life signs. It's tough to narrow the down, narrow them down. Um, this isn't a planet that you've been on before. In fact, it might not even be a real planet if you remember that you're in the holodeck. <laughs> but um, the one thing that the tricorder is not picking up is any it's picking up two uh, other life forms that it recognises um, that is one Denobulum and one uh, Cation about a mile and a half away uh, other than them there are uh, a lot of other life forms that it can't really narrow down what they are well it sounds like we're going to need to be on our guard I've got to hope that they've been able to get the ship up and running and we're going to need to get these people out of here Speaking of, let's <laughs> let's cut back to Faria and Kataran then. Cue the uh, engineering montage yeah. that is probably <laughs> happening. Um, so yeah, okay, kind of, we'll start things off because we're doing a lot of checks. Can I get a? Because um, you're working on it, I think this would be control engineering. Um, reason engineering in my head is more like knowing what the problem. You know, you're trying to figure things out and know what the problem is. You know what the problem is. You've had your look. Control engineering is you actually getting down to it and working on it. Yep. Just got our spanners out. Yeah. yeah. Our... Um, we'll just do a couple of checks. We'll do one now and I'll do another one later on just to kind of see how you're progressing kind of thing. So, again, just a difficulty to uh, control engineering, which, again, you're looking for 15 and under on this. So, okay, 16 and a 9. So, you got your one success there. Again, as I said, I mean, there's plenty of momentum if you wanted to use one of those for an extra check. Or, or we can just say that maybe it's a bit slow going to begin with. Yeah, she's maybe like this is not an ideal. No, you're not in a repair bay. You're not on board the ship. Yeah, yeah. I don't have all my tools. I've got. I've only got like a basic kit with me. Yeah, you're making I've not do. Not got all my. Yeah. Yeah, fair she's enough. She's just like she's on the. She's like 
taking a cushion out and is like sitting on the cushion and like working around in the cell and yeah. taking bits out and you're making progress. Them. It's just it's not it's not quick progress. Yep. I'd say. Okay. Kataran, what are you doing um, while all this is uh, while the the maintenance work is is happening? Bearing in mind, it's it's probably been by this point. Let's just say it's been probably forty minutes. Um, since the other group left. Uh, I imagine Kataran is um at the at the composition on the uh, on the runabout, and he's um checking various instruments to see if there's any improvement to. The, um, any improvements to the engines with the work that's going on outside? It's a bit tricky because they're, they're kind of all powered down at this point because, um, you know, Faria's sort of elbow deep in them, really. Um, until it's all kind of plugged back together again, there's not much that the the, um, the displays are going to be able to tell you. All right, scrap um, that then. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> not, not to kind of, you know... Just, no, 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 it, it yeah. makes sense, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to be electrocuted. Or blown up accidentally. <laughs> That's yeah. a fair point. Um, uh, the whole runabout isn't powered down. You do have internal power and things. So just the oh. engines are not up. Yeah, I imagine you've got still got sensors and things like that. Yeah. It's just that the actual mm. engines themselves have, are offline mm. while she works. Okay. Um, I imagine Kataran is holding a torch and shining it into the crevices where where she's working providing light (laughs) is she direct she's probably directing you then like left a bit right a bit down two degrees stop getting distracted i need you to point it here she's like pointing it in the direction (laughs) is that right i got it Steady, steady. This is very delicate work. Oh, well, no. Good. Keep it there. Just gotta change this control chip. Are you? What are you kind of keeping an eye out around you during this time, or are you sort of? I think Faria would be kind of hyper aware that they're they're alone, and they're on a plan unknown. They're on a pretend unknown planet, <laughs> but to her, it's like. She's involved now. She's been doing engineering things, so she's like, "Oh, I'm actually doing something." She's kind of forgotten that it's a competition. Yeah. So she's just kind of going with the motions. She says she'd be hyper aware and like glancing about every now and again, but she'd maybe probably count on Kataran to be the one keeping an eye on things. Hmm. Okay. With that in mind, then, Kataran, can I get a? What would this be? Uh, this would be Insight Security, I think. So you're looking for 10 or under. Uh, as you, this is just kind of you generally keeping an eye out, I just think just difficulty one, just to kind of get a general gauge of, like, how aware you're being. Okie dokie. So are my whiskers twitching? Possibly. 19 and a 15. Uh, you, you don't see anything. Oh. Seems, seems quiet. Yeah, we're fucked. Um, <laughs> I'm not implying anything with that. I'm just saying to you, it seems quiet. Like, yeah, okay. Out of character, I feel like we're about to be kidnapped. Yeah, <laughs> or, shot, or shot at. You know. Can I get another engineering check from you, uh, uh, Faria? Um, yeah. As yeah. I wrestle with the nacelle. 
Yes. Um, uh, so 17 and a 3. Yeah, so again, another one success on that one, unless you want to spend a momentum, but it's up to yeah, you. Yeah, no. Okay. So yeah, it's slow going, but you're making progress. She's, she's wrestling with, like, um, really awkward screws that yeah. just won't turn, with even, even with the sonic screwdriver. <laughs> it's fighting it's fighting her you've replaced the you managed to replace the control chip that you were um you were doing just now and you're trying to sort of work the the kind of housing back onto the the impulse sort of impulse manifold i'm just pulling techno babble <laughs> things out of my de- out of nowhere here you're trying to you're trying to work the um the kind of the the housing the casing back on in a way that it's not going to immediately snap off and kill you all um <laughs> And you're getting it there. It's just a little bit. It's not quite there. Yeah, that's all. Mm-hmm. All right. It's 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 one of those things that you have to wiggle slowly into place. Yeah. Back on like a yeah. And if it's misaligned, it it would be bad. Yeah, it's like re it's like a, um, reassembling your Hoover after you've dismantled oh, it all. Yeah, it never goes back right, does it? No. Let's pop back to the other group then. So uh, that this um, first person is 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 still a little bit in distress and they still seem a little bit um, confused um, but this is to be expected with the, uh, the concussion the third person uh, the one that um, Haru was unable to diagnose a few minutes later also kind of groggily opens their eyes what what, <coughs> what? I'm alive what happened well, we were just trying to figure that out. Um, your companion here came to a few moments ago, but they don't seem to know what was going on. They said you were being chased. Do you know what was chasing you? Uh, some kind of creature. I, uh... They, they swarmed in over the outpost. I got on the shuttle with Jorge and Martin and... They got Troy. They... they he didn't make it on the shuttle. We we tried to get away, but they they were throwing thing, throwing weapons, boulders, anything. We took a hit. We did. We didn't get very far. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear about that. And Johnny looks to the guy he's been tending. How's he reacting to the uh, the news that Troy hasn't made it? He's, he, he's not yeah you get the feeling he's not he's not really processing hey that concussion's pretty strong the guy sort of coughs again <laughs> when we went down the, something in the engine blew I, I got a face full of it that's the last I remember you think you can make it to your feet I mean I don't want to test you here but we've kind of crash landed ourselves our ship is being tended to by some of our crewmates um, we're going to try and get you off of this planet. We were sent here to uh, check out the outpost up ahead, but it sounds like that might be a lost cause at this point. First priority needs to be get them back to the ship, or at least get us off the planet, if it's this unsafe. Absolutely. Haru has been working on the uh, the other um, crew member this time. She says, okay, I think this one is stable now, I if we have to move him, we can, but he's not gonna... It's not gonna help things. Well, there's no way we're carrying him back to our shuttle. 
no, we've got to hope that they've managed to get that thing up and running again. I guess we should probably check in. Hi. Johnny hits his comm badge. Says, um, uh, Connor to Faria. Faria here. Um, how's the, um, how's the work on the ship going? We've managed to locate the, uh, source of the smoke. It's another crashed Starfleet vessel. It sounds like they were, uh, escaping from the outpost where some kind of creatures have overrun it. Some kind of, well, ravening beasts. They're throwing rocks and potentially down to this shuttle. We've got three injured crewmates and we need to get out of here. Oh, locals are causing mischief? Um, uh, we're, we're not quite there yet, but I'll, I'll hurry along. I'll give you an ETA when we, when we know, when we're up and running. Okay, do what you can. We're, we're, we've managed to stabilize the people that we have here, but I've got a horrible feeling that the, the people that, well, I say the people, the creatures, whatever they are, they're not far behind. Question. Can we, does, can we use the transporters for the runabout and beam the injured to the ship? I don't see why not. Good idea. I'm going to suggest that to Katarn. Uh, could hardly do that. You should go in and, and see if we were able to use the transporters. Maybe we can just beam everybody back here. Worth a shot. Freya to Connor. Connor. We're going to um, check the transporters, see if see how they are working. and We'll see if we can try and beam the injured back and, and you all back to the runabout. Prioritise Harry and the patient she's with. Will do. The rest of us can walk if we absolutely have to. I will say it doesn't look like the um, transporters are damaged at all. Um, they still have power. It's no. So to operate them, though, um, I'm going to need a check from you. Okie dokie. This will be a control engineering check. Um, so this is actually just difficulty one. Um, eight and a four. Eight and a four. Okay, two successes. Um, so yeah, quickly, uh, both groups see. Uh, well, one group sees uh, Haru and um, the unconscious, internal bleeding person um, dematerialize, and uh, Katarin, you uh, see them rematerialize in front of you. Now the uh, runabouts only have a, a small pad, so you can pretty much that's about the limit of you can do. What at a time, two people at a time. Mm-hmm. But yes, you have successfully uh, brought them the mile and a half. So Haru rematerializes. Faria, just at this moment, you just about get the housing back in place. And then landing a foot to your left in the ground is a very crude very nasty looking spear uh, from wood gonna yell for Katara Katara we're about to have company gonna get up gather our stuff Um, I've secured it yeah it's all secured yeah it's just about and she's gonna she's gonna get get into the the you wouldn't want to go to warp but you could probably take off (laughs) yep yep just like getting in getting in closing the hat yeah um 
Okay, so uh, as you as you close the hatch, uh, you turn and uh, you can see that making their way down the hill towards the runabout, uh, rather menacingly looking, are a large group of humanoid creatures. Uh, they look to be about seven feet tall, broad-shouldered. They're covered head to toe in a mixture of sort of mottled white and brown fur. Uh, each has got a set of quite nasty-looking tusks uh, protruding from their lower jaw. Uh, they are wearing clothes. They're they're wearing what looks to be kind of animal skins of some sort and. Mm. Uh, yeah, the wielding uh, clubs and spears, and uh, yeah, they look like sort of primitive humanoids, and um, they don't look happy. <laughs> <laughs> Freya's like rushing around, reignitioning everything to like mm-hmm. line up while like yelling at guitar. We've got the locals on our tail. I think it's best if we just go and pick the away team up. <laughs> no argument from me. Okay, um, who's at the con? Katarin, are you still working the transporter, or are you running to I, the... I would have, at the shout from Ferreira, I would have dashed back to the uh, to the con. Okay. Yes, ready um, to go. Yeah, can I get a uh, control con check from you, then? Difficulty one. Okay, that's a catastrophic failure. <gasps> Uh-oh. Have we have? Am I able to spend a momentum? Stop uh, you can spend my shit. you can spend momentum actually to. Um, but I think yeah, this was something we talked about before was negating a complication. Ah, okay. I tell you what it is. It's an alternative use of the. Um, spend two momentum. Usually you can do it to create an advantage. Um, an alternate thing of that is to remove a complication. So that that falls under the same thing. So yeah, it's two momentum if you want to remove that complication. Otherwise, <laughs> you are not taking off. <laughs> How much have we got to spend? We have oh, five. Do it. Go for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's remove a complication. Okay. So with more wooden spears clattering off the hull, the thrusters for a few seconds are just sort of screaming with pressure, trying to take the you know. Normally this would be a smooth takeoff. Things are clearly still not 100% with this runabout, but your fingers are sort of dancing over the controls, trying different things and that, and finally, with a sort of juddering sort of movement, the the runabout takes off. And uh, you hear another couple of thumps as you you leave the ground. I'm imagining a few sparks as well, and Freya just like, stop breaking my ship! Yeah, there's a bit (laughs) of smoke in here, um, but it is moving. I'm not doing it on purpose! Just it. <laughs> you hear a brief thump on the hull. Um, Faria, are you near a viewport? I oh, know. I was. I was. I had been like firing up the engines and oh, like okay. right. that power stuff. So I'm imagining I'm, I've like grabbed onto a chair while this like yeah okay. roller oh, coaster <laughs> of a of a takeoff is happening. I was gonna say uh, there's sort of sounds of something climbing on top at the last second. Obviously something had jumped on, but and then those quickly there's some scrabbling noises and then that disappears. Oh God! <laughs> so okay. something had jumped on, and you took off and started flying away, and it has fallen off of the runabout. Um, but you are clear. It won't take you long to get to the the others. They're like I say, a mile and a half away, and by the time you're up in the air, I mean that's that's nothing when you're flying. Yeah. Uh, are you landing, or are you gonna transport them up? I would say transport them up. We'd, yeah. We risk yeah. attention. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. just 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 be them on board. Yeah. Okay. All right. Can 
I guess it, with, with guitar and flying, then can, can I get a um, what was it? Was it control engineering? I have t- transporters in my thing as well. So. Oh well, if transporters is your thing, this is a difficulty one check. We can probably drop this to difficulty zero and just say you can do it. Yeah, let's not roll. <laughs> she's like shakily on the on the console because she's like I feel sick again. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Haru is in the back with the, this uh, this injured person as well. She just says, oh, "Are we okay? Are we clear?" Yeah, yeah, we're good. The floor might not be if she throws up again, but shut you know. up, <laughs> guitar. <laughs> you guys are still being down. still being tra- uh, transmitted to the the fleet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just want to remind you. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, let's uh, as it's a, as it's basically a free action for you then um, with the, the zero um, difficulty on that. Um, with a couple of quick cycles of the transport, you are able to bring aboard um, Lila and uh, and the uh, and the other two hollow injured and that, and I guess make for space. Is that is that the thinking? What's the? I don't want to I don't want to lead you down a, a path or anything, but oh yeah. I think that's the only safe option. I mean, I, I think we should maybe like swing by the the outpost. Oh God, the outpost, the outpost because, to collect the lieutenant. Yeah, because I'm I'm imagining we could maybe see if we can at least extract the body. If he if, there might or, or, not even be a body anymore. There might not be, but um, we can at least scan and given how damaged the shuttle is. Um, I don't think that's fair enough, fair enough. I don't think I don't think it's worth the risk of uh, all of us and the wounded not making it off the planet at all. You could do a flyby and look out the window, maybe get a scan. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, happy that's, that's, to that's scan fine. it. I just oh, no, don't necessarily fine. think that it's that it is a justifiable risk. To the what seven lives aboard? Mm. Eight lives, eight, eight lives aboard. Yeah. Mm. Maybe we should cut our losses and yeah, get out Fair of enough. here. There's okay. no reason that we cannot come back, and we have a responsibility to try and get the severely wounded patient to somewhere with better facilities. For the doctor to treat them. Yeah, sounds like a plan to me. Very good. What she said. All right. So. I'm perfectly happy to be running scans as we go. <laughs> I want more information on whatever the hell those things are. Johnny's going to look out of the viewport to try and get a look at like yeah any of these things jumping about on the ground, waving arms, throwing rocks <laughs> up up at us, that kind of stuff. Like he just wants to see what we're you, escaping from. You do see some movement, yeah. Um, and you, you, I would imagine that you know you haven't stopped and hovered, so you are still moving. But you can see not hundreds of these things, but there's definitely some groups moving around mm-hmm. down there, and that were maybe they've been startled by the. If, if not, no, start was the wrong word. They were a bit more stealthy before, and now there's another flying thing. They're kind of their their blood is up again, and they're on the move. I should say. You can see the outpost much more clearly now because you're you're only a mile away from it or so with the um with, uh, the crash site. 
and uh, the the second crash site, not your own crash site. <laughs> yeah, your site was a landing site, not a crash site. So yeah, <laughs> and um, it does look. You can see there's quite a lot of movement around it. I wouldn't recommend going down there. Um, in fact, you can actually see the antenna array um, looks to be in, be in the process of being smashed to pieces by the, um, whatever these life forms are. That'll explain why we couldn't contact anybody. Oh yeah. So this is maybe something for Starfleet to reevaluate, re or at least do uh, a slightly more different, a slightly different study of this planet, rather than just building a uh, building a an outpost on it and going, "You'll be fine." Yeah, um, yeah. More data will be needed. Yes, but still, you have three of the you have three survivors. They're all alive. Not everybody's, you know. There's, they've lost someone, but you, you've dealt with uh, your own engine troubles and things like that. So as the, uh, as uh, Kataran, I guess, brings the, the runabout back up through the atmosphere, the the environment around you starts to fade away, and suddenly the five of you are stood in uh, the usual. Uh, grid pattern lines of a holodeck uh, with the words visible above you session complete Johnny has a smile creep across his face and looks to the rest of them and says I think that went pretty well mission accomplished who fancies a drink (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly the place have you guys heard of Shimoda's (laughs) (laughs) Alright, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, We'll be back in two weeks' time on Thursday, September the 15th, and we hope you'll all join us for that. Uh, In the meantime, you can find links to all of our online presences, including our social media pages, Discord server, merch store, and more at pretendingwithdice.com. So yeah, for now, that's our show. We hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time.